I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, December 6th. An overnight water main break in Quincy is being repaired. Police say the pipe burst near 1343 Quincy Shore Drive, right near Squanto Road. At about 2 o'clock this morning, Quincy Water Department crews got the water turned off. However, there may be some water outages in that area until the repairs are completed. There is a discrepancy about how much residential property taxes in Quincy will be rising next year. After a presentation to the city council this week, the assessor's office said the median value of a single-family home in Quincy is $616,000, which would mean the average annual tax bill would rise by $531. The municipal finance director says the median residential property value is $576,000, which would mean a $418 tax increase. A man is hospitalized with life-threatening injuries following a shooting in Brockton. Police say it happened just after 6 last night near 28 Lexington Street. No arrests have been announced, and police have not yet provided a description of a suspect or suspects. Anybody with information is asked to contact Brockton Police. Norfolk County District Attorney Michael Morrissey has called the federal probe into the handling of the Karen Reed murder case extraordinary, but said he's unconcerned. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Massachusetts is looking into the arrest and prosecution of Reed, who's accused of striking her Boston police officer boyfriend John O'Keefe with her Lexus SUV and leaving him to die in a snowstorm. In a statement yesterday, Morrissey wrote that his office has not seen and is not aware of any letter saying that his office is a target of a federal probe. Morrissey sent a letter to the Department of Justice requesting that the federal probe of the Karen Reed case be transferred out of Massachusetts because he's concerned about potential conflicts of interest. Morrissey sent the letter to the highest levels of the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C., alleging Rachel Rollins, who was the U.S. Attorney for Massachusetts when the federal probe began, held a personal grudge against him and his office. Morrissey referenced public comments made by Rollins that are critical of him. Rollins resigned her position on May 19th following two scathing reports from government watchdog agencies accusing her of abusing her authority and committing multiple ethical violations. Yesterday, Morrissey said there have been indications that the federal interest in the matter predates the resignation of the last U.S. attorney for Massachusetts on May 19th, as federal authorities were issuing reports on her conduct. Morrissey also said his office has reached out to the FBI and the U.S. district attorney, inviting them to speak about the DA's investigation, but he said they have not taken him up on that offer. Citing financial difficulties in keeping the facility open, the owners of a Massachusetts long-term care and rehabilitation hospital are planning to close the facility in the spring of 2024. Dallas-based Steward Healthcare said in a statement that the company informed Massachusetts officials yesterday of plans to close the New England-Sinai Acute Long-Term Care and Rehabilitation Hospital in Stoughton and move patients to other facilities by early April. 
Steward Healthcare acquired the hospital in 2010 when the company took over another hospital system that was in bankruptcy. The company said it had lost $22 million on operations at New England Sinai and can't afford to keep the facility open. Hospital operators are required to notify the Department of Public Health 120 days prior to any planned closure. In a statement, Stewart said its team would use that time diligently to find appropriate care for patients. It may include placements at other Stewart facilities, at which the company reports 820 current vacancies. Stewart's statement acknowledged that the closure of the rehab hospital is part of a larger pattern. Stewart's statement cited the name of two hospitals it said had closed, but the operator of those hospitals issued a response saying both are still open and serving patients. Stewart Healthcare is also the company behind Compass Healthcare, which closed recently, and Norwood Hospital, which was torn down following a devastating flood in 2020, but is being rebuilt. Police in Hingham issued a warning to the community on Monday after they say an elderly town resident recently fell prey to a phone scam, losing almost $100,000. The 84-year-old man reported to police on Saturday that last week he received a call from a man claiming to be from PayPal who said that $100 had been accidentally deposited into the Hingham man's bank account. Hingham police said the caller asked the 84-year-old to open his bank account on his computer and type information and visit several websites. The caller then said the amount deposited by mistake was actually $100,000 and not $100. Police said when the Hingham man looked at his bank account, he saw what appeared to be a $100,000 deposit. The caller told the man to get two cashier's checks from the bank to pay the money back and mail them overnight to an address in North Carolina. The caller warned him if he was questioned at his bank about the large transactions that he should tell them he was buying a car. The bank did not question the withdrawals. He mailed out the checks and they were cashed immediately. Hingham police asked the public to share information about the scam with their senior relatives and friends. Well, there are many challenges for parents when their baby is admitted to the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, or NICU. One of those is finding the proper clothing that can accommodate all the wires and monitoring devices that are required to keep a premature baby safe. Local mother and business owner Megan Block lived through that when her daughter Caroline was born prematurely at 34 weeks when a NICU nurse purchased creamy clothing so her daughter would have something to wear. Block was touched and inspired to do the same for other families. Now for the fourth year in a row, Block's collecting preemie sized onesies and donating them to local hospitals. The collection of clothing at each hospital is known as Caroline's Closet and is expanding. This year, the preemie onesies will be available to NICU families at South Shore Hospital in Weymouth, Mount Auburn in Cambridge, and St. Elizabeth's in Brighton. Block says this year about a 1,000 preemie onesies have been donated, which she will drop off at hospitals next week. She's also planning on keeping outfits on hand for mothers who contact her throughout the year who don't have a Caroline's Closet at their local hospital yet. Massachusetts Department of Transportation has filed an application requesting $1.06 
billion in federal grant funding toward the project to replace the Cape Cod bridges. The replacement of the aging Sagamore and Bourne bridges has become a priority for state lawmakers, including Governor Healy. Senators Warren and Markey have been pushing for federal funding for the project, estimated to cost over $4.5 billion. The grant application, filed jointly with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, which operates the bridges, requests finding through the Bridge Investment Program if it proved, it would cover about half of the cost to replace the Sagamore. The bridges, which are nearly 90 years old, see more than 5 million visitors every year and are the only form of vehicular access over the Cape Cod Canal. project is planned in a phased approach to limit disruptions. Currently, maintenance work means laying closures, which can cause significant backups on the narrow travel corridor. Sagamore is slated for replacement first because it has heavier traffic. If the project moves forward as planned, construction of a new bridge will begin next to the existing bridge, so traffic can continue to flow as long as possible. The Healy administration has plans to provide $700 million state match to contribute to the project. President Biden was joined by legendary singer-songwriter James Taylor last night at a fundraising event at Boston's Schubert Theater. It was one of three events in Massachusetts to raise money for Biden's campaign for re-election. People in the crowd said the president talked about Israel, Hamas, and the race for 2024. The president arrived on Air Force One in the morning and was greeted by Governor Mara Healey and Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. He attended fundraising events at a hotel in the Seaport District and at a private home in Weston. Final stop of the night was the Schubert. As the president arrived, a few hundred protesters were hoping to send a message. Demonstrators called on the U.S. to stop funding Israel and to spend the money on domestic issues like affordable housing and health care, but they were kept about a block away from the theater. At his fundraising events, the president condemned Hamas. Check of business news this morning. Stocks are mixed. The Dow's down 79. The Nasdaq rose 44. The S&P fell 2. Asian stocks were higher after most stocks slipped on Wall Street following a mixed set of reports on the U.S. economy. The dollar fell. The euro is down. Oil is $72 a barrel. The National Weather Service forecast for today, some morning snow showers and snow flurries, and then some afternoon clouds, high today, 35. Partly cloudy tonight, low 24. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds, high of 36. Friday, sunny at a high 45. Cloudy, 51 on Saturday. For the boater, waves about 3 feet. North wind, 10 to 15, gusting to 20. And next high tide, 6.09 p.m. Sunrise, 6.57, sets at 4.11. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Wednesday, December 6th.